to episode 33 of the Emmanuel Pastors podcast. It's been a few weeks. Thanks for your patience. And uh, we are, are back. I'm Nathan. I'm Theo. And this is your chance to just listen in on a conversation between uh, two of your pastors. So hopefully these are helpful. We have a um, an idea for this podcast for this for this year ahead. It kind of comes out of something that we did as a church, oh, many years ago, um, where we had uh, everybody, every member of the church, write what we called a vocation vignette. Um, have you ever seen any of those, Theo? It's before mm-hmm. your time, I think. I, I've never seen that one in, in particular. No. Yeah. I, so we wanted every member of the church to 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 write an essay. Uh, thinking through the integration of their f- Christian faith with their uh, their work, and it was uh, actually really fun. And if you you know you've gone through joining the mission to become a member of our church, you see that this is a big value that we have is uh, vocation and really helping people see that vocation is not just um, being a pastor or a missionary, right? But that we want to really unleash. Christians into every sphere of society, every legitimate sphere of society in the city of Chicago, and we want to encourage you in that. And so, um, so this is kind of a reboot of that vocation vignette, but instead of um, having everybody write an essay, we're just going to have on guests throughout the year uh, from different fields of work and have them join this conversation, and we'll, we'll ask questions: What is it that you do? What's it like? And then how does biblical your biblical understanding of the, the world flavor how you you do that thing whether it's law or uh, parenting homemaking or interior design medicine teaching hospitality yada 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 so sound fun let's do it all right i read this uh, recently this was in a book on on work that uh it talked about this um, big kind of conference with, for business people, like a motivational speaker. All these different big names were there. And one of the speakers um, led with this question saying, if you went home tonight and found that a long lost relative had died and left you $10 million, would you be at work tomorrow? <laughs> and the uh, resounding you know, s- shouts from the audience was, no, <laughs> like... Heck no, I wouldn't go back to work. Um, and that's interesting, isn't it? That's kind of telling. Hmm. That there's this idea that uh, that work is this necessary evil or I, I got to do it, or you know, but I don't really like it. A recent Gallup poll uh, found that 77% of Americans hate their jobs. Hmm. Another poll found that, that uh, <coughs> Americans hate their jobs more today than in the past 20 years. Um fewer than half say they're satisfied with their current job so help us with that theo is that a is that a god honoring feeling to to hate your job um and to prefer to be at an all-inclusive resort all of your days of your life than to go into the office um i mean i definitely think uh, there's a lot of things we can say about um work and career and what the the biblical expectations are um i think 
it's it's pretty important for us to keep in mind that you know prior to sin in Genesis when Adam is uh, in paradise not not quite in paradise but in a sinless world um, God gives him tasks to do and and things to do and responsibilities why, and, why do you uh, say not quite why do you say not quite in paradise uh, there, there's a eschatological consummation that comes when he completes his his task in front of him and ushers in paradise um but he he doesn't do that yet there's still there's still more for there's Hmm. even in adam's condition there's still more to uh attain he just hasn't he didn't do it all yet um but i mean so like i mean on the focus of work like i think i think uh it's there. I think there are responsibilities. So, so really fast on that, though, like... Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. Can you hear me? Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah. so the whole idea of par- paradise paradise lost, you're, you're saying that that might not be the best paradigm? Well, you mean like... Uh, I'm not really sure the point you're driving at was this one. Um, <laughs> well, I guess there's the the idea of uh, people would say, well, work was before the garden, mm-hmm. so therefore work is good. And and are you saying that um, that that was provisional? In other uh, words, no. in the eschaton, no. I, I will think there be it, work I would still? Say like, no, I, I would I would say like it's it, you got to find your spot in the Bible. So you know, prior to the fall, mm. there's there's still work, but then like oh. after after the fall, and then after Christ redeems everything, and and we see in uh, you know the way Jesus starts to talk about the kingdom of kingdom of God and the kingdom of heaven, there there still seems to be responsibilities and, and work in in like a consummated paradise um i think jesus talks about like the parable of um you know he gave he gave talents to each workman and depending on what they did with those talents they have additional responsibilities when he returns so that seems to indicate i'll set you over 10 cities yeah yeah that seems to indicate that there's there's responsibilities in a perfect world um you know, Revelations talks about us like sharing the throne, the throne of Christ, and and ruling and reigning with Him. So that right. that's, I mean, you can, it's cool, but it's still it's still responsibility and a job and purpose and a task. Okay, um, that's what I was that's yeah. what I was driving at, right? Yeah. So, um, yeah. So some people are really benefited from saying <coughs> that, you know, before the fo- before the fall, there was work. That work isn't a result of the fall. With the fall. There is thorns and thistles, futility, vanity, um, corruption, and all sorts of stuff that affect work Mm -hmm. and the ways that we engage with work. Either we go towards laziness or we go towards an idolatry of work out of our sin and and all that. But but some people would say, well, but but God made us to work. And so, uh, but then there's this, this idea that I think once I first, I first got that idea, but then I was thinking in this mindset of, well, the goal is just rest- restoration back to the garden, 
Hmm. And actually, biblically speaking, it's not that the garden itself was a, it was a, there was a, it was a sort of provisional state, right? Okay. Adam had a task. He could right. complete that task and in, enter into his eternal rest. He failed. Yeah. Christ achieved that for us. Yeah. We enter into rest, sort of eternal Sabbath rest in a sense. Um, yet, even in that understanding of, it's not just sort of creation, fall, creation restored, but creation, yeah. fall, and redemption, and, and a new heavens and a new earth, were, yeah. which, which is what the ultimate aim of creation was to be, mm-hmm. there's still an idea that um, that we will do things, yeah. right? That it's part of um, part of what it means to be made in the image of God is yeah. to be creative, to be um, making culture and living in society and all that stuff. So, yeah. uh, so that's a that's a that's a big level biblical yeah. theology, yeah. I guess. I, and I also think, like, you know, just to, you know, for those people who, who do kind of hate their jobs and, and stuff like that, um, uh, there there is some credence to the idea that, you know, this side of heaven, uh, sin has tainted work, and and there are aspects of it that just are not perfect and not great, and uh, yeah. are kind of lamentable um but that doesn't mean that like work itself is is sinful it just means that we we live in a fallen world and we can't have perfect work this side of heaven sure Um, so what would be the christian the the christian's response to the futility of work um and the the lamentable aspects of your job hmm. what does god want us to do um, I'm, I'm looking over Colossians uh, 3 right now uh, in verse 18 and it, it just kind of lists off like different different things that, that people do in this life like the vocation of wife husband, children uh, yeah. bond servants um, uh, but it, it, it takes all of those things and it says uh, and everything uh uh, like whatever you do work heartily as for the Lord and not for men mm. knowing that from the Lord you will receive the inheritance as your reward you are servant serving the Lord Christ um, so I, I think that's good yeah one of the things that like Jesus does um, you know he doesn't he doesn't say like abandon your job or your vocation or your responsibilities he says mm-hmm. um, um, all right now that you you're saved and uh, and you serve me uh, you, you serve me best in these earthly vocations and so even though it, wow. it, it it seems futile to us and sometimes not not fair in some respects Jesus says ultimately if we're faithful to the, the work he's given us, um he'll he'll give us a reward for that in heaven that that's that's us being faithful with the responsibilities that he's given us for the day and and that changes our perspective a, li- right. a little bit yeah yeah that's that's good like when um people came to John the Baptist and said what do we do like a soldiers would come and he said you know he didn't say stop being a soldier 
he said what did he say mm-hmm. uh, don't, don't take don't take more don't, you know uh, where is that passage you know what I'm talking about yeah I I don't know where it's at though <laughs> Uh. Yeah. Like Luke three thirteen, I think. Sounds good. Luke three thirteen. What should we do? Whoever has two tunics, share. Tax collectors came to be baptized. What shall we do? Collect no more than you're authorized to do. Soldiers also asked him, what shall we do? And he said, don't extort money from anyone by threats or false accusation, but be content with your wages. Um, yeah, that's it. So I just think that's that's a key point to make. I mean, I'm reminded of the apocryphal Luther quote, you know, of a a new convert who finally gets the gospel justification by faith alone. It's like, wow, this is awesome. And he asked Luther, Luther, like, what, what should I do? Should I, <clears throat> you know, go become a, a, a monk or a priest or, you know, a missionary. And he's like, what do you, well, what do you do right now? And he's like, I'm a shoemaker. And he said, well, make a good shoe and sell it at a fair price. Mm-hmm. Like that's what, a, that's the Christian response. Like, um, I, I, and that whole sacred secular, mindset is very still embedded in us even today in christian circles that if i really want to serve the lord if i want to want to live for something that has purpose and meaning i need to be a missionary be a pastor work for a a church or christian at least a a not not for profit you know doing sort of like this sort of christian ministry yeah and i want to explode that idea that's that's that is uh yeah, that's detrimental. Yeah. <laughs> um, I always say, like, if, if all the Christians quit their jobs right now and went into full-time ministry, uh, the, the whole world would, would starve to death before we could reach everybody with the gospel. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's, not, it's not what God wants. And, and the whole uh, you know, model of raising support for different things, even that, like, presupposes that there are Christians out there who are making money and yeah. working jobs to, to do that. So <clears throat> yeah. those should be the, the, the vast minority of Christians actually go into Christian ministry, Christian sure. service. Yeah. No, I, I, I think, um, I, I think, I, you know, I, I don't know, like when looking at the Bible and, and just kind of thinking about it, there's, there's a lot to say about, um, you know, you can't, you can't fix everything in the world, but um, you can uh, be be a witness for Jesus and showing how um, uh, I don't know Christ-like community can function in your workplace. I guess um, yep. a little bit, a little bit of like uh, you know what it, what it means to see the kingdom of God and and in your law firm or in your uh medical practice or or whatever um and and that's yeah i don't know it seems like most most 
most of the time when Paul is, is writing letters, he's he's writing letters to people who are trying to do that. Like First Thessalonians work quietly and in, in working quietly and living nobly before others, you are a witness to non believers. Yeah. yeah. Any other Bible verses like that come to mind? Um I think like Second uh, Thessalonians is a, is a good uh, antidote to like the, the type of mindset that like you know if Jesus is coming like what's the point of doing anything? And Second Thessalonians kind of hits that on the head. Yeah. And then in in uh, chapter three he says like like now we command you in the name of our Lord Jesus that you keep away from any brother who is walking in idleness. And not in accord with the tradition you received from us. Um, for you yourselves know how you ought to imitate us, because we were not idle when we were with you. Uh, nor did we eat anyone's bread without paying for it, but with toil and labor we worked night and day, that we might not be a burden on any of you. Yes. Um, so uh, instead of Paul saying, like, Jesus is coming back, leave your stuff, he's like, nah, Jesus is coming back, like, make sure you're working to take care of each other in the meantime and, and uh, not be a burden on one another. Yes. Wow. Well said. Yeah. So the whole Proverbs, you know, <clears throat> stuff about against laziness and sloth is still in the New Testament. It's the way that, uh, that Christians are supposed to live. It's part of discipleship, right? Um, making disciples a huge part of that is helping christians learn how to um, do their work right with integrity with um, diligence with uh, joy not grumbling or complaining or but uh, being content um, um, i think of ephesians five or four that uh, let the thief no longer steal, but rather let him labor, doing honest work with his own hand so that he may have something to share with anyone in need. Hmm. Right? There's a high value placed on work there, hmm. a work ethic um, to supply for your own needs. There's, there's dignity in that, but then also to have money to share and to give. Um, and so it's, you're not turning work into an idol or a means to the idol of wealth for yourself. Yeah. A lot of people are working to make money so that they can do the things they really want to do, or they're working to have status, a career that makes them feel important. Those are things to guard against, but, yeah. but you don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. Work itself is good. It's right. yeah. godly. It's how God's made us. And so part of discipleship, that's why in the second half of a lot of these letters in the new Testament, there's a good portion of it that's dedicated to these sorts of earthy things, <laughs> working with your hands, and um, how to do that as unto the Lord. And that's part of being a disciple. So a disciple doesn't leave off work and go do spiritual things, you know. Um, to be a disciple of Christ is to learn how to to work in the world in a way that's Christ honoring. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, um, you know, the verse in Ephesians is, is really helpful for me, um, because it like, 
it takes the kind of like like the American dream aspect of work and kind of kind of don't like kind of sanctifies it a little bit more uh it's not you know it's not work isn't just about you know you it's it's about you caring for the people around you as best you can yeah Um, yeah right and that's uh that happens through the money that you make from work Mm -hmm. but but it also happens just in your in your work and this um the the lutheran uh doctrine of vocation i think is really helpful and if you want a good entry into that um it's uh gene edward veith god at work um it was written in the last 20 years i think and does a good job of taking that you know luther is in this this world of the the sacred the secular the the monastery the priesthood mm-hmm. like really serving god and then kind of this lesser plane of people who did these things and he's he's he his doctrine of the priesthood of all believers was a bombshell that kind of revolutionized work and understanding of um the way that God answers, he would say, the way that God answers your prayer when you pray the Lord's Prayer, give us this day our daily bread, is is very rarely, it's happened in history, but very rarely does he drop bread out of the sky, mm. you know? Yeah. Uh, the way that he gives you your, your daily bread is through the, the farmer who planted and harvested the wheat, and the miller who ground it, and the baker who made it, and the, the distributor who, you know, brought it to the grocery store the grocery store worker who stocked the shelf, the cashier, you know, it, it's just this whole intricate system of society that God's set up. And each person plays a noble part in that. And, and what you do um, is part of loving your neighbor. It's how, it's how God sustains the world and takes care of people. And so, um, yeah, that brings a lot of mm-hmm. pur- purpose to our jobs, you know, yeah. maybe, maybe your job feels like it's just a cog in a machine, but that's okay. You don't have to be, um, you know, find your dream and live this perfect job that fulfills you. And it feels like you're changing the world. And that's a bit of arrogance, I think, and discontent, like just be faithful to play your part, man, your post, mm-hmm. do your job. And it may be just a really small little part, but it's an important part because if if that little part doesn't play its part, then the whole system kind of breaks down. It takes everybody. That's that's ennobling, I think, and yeah. helpful. Yeah, yeah. I think that's. Uh, yeah, I. Yeah, I think about you know some of the. Some some of the the you know part time jobs and, and different things that I've had to take that like were not very glamorous or nothing like that um and uh yeah there's a lot of moments when you're like working and you're just like this doesn't really feel like it's very important uh it feels um Mm -hmm. kind of like yeah like you know personally it feels like i i'm like you're a failure if you don't if you don't sort of hit certain financial marks or or certain uh status in mm-hmm. in your life at certain points and so um, yes i yeah i think it's really hard to like fight against that that like the, those feelings and and those uh 
that that feeling of despair but that's that's why like we have to keep trying to be biblical and be like like what's whatever i'm doing the, the job it's not it's not about me it's it's about how i can best serve people with what god's given me right now and do it the best yeah. i can right the parable of the talents right comes yeah. back you know some guy gets five some guy gets two yeah. some guy gets one you just you take right. what you have you're faithful with it yeah and then you'll be be rewarded with yeah. more but that's yeah so there's lots of angles to go at this another great book if you want um so gene edward veith gospel or god at work is is kind of really focusing on that lutheran perspective um the um your uh the gospel frees you up to love your neighbor you no longer have to try to earn your justification through your works you rest in christ's work and that actually allows you to finally love your neighbor and the way you do that in our economy is by playing your role in a vocation and that has purpose and dignity and value um another book <coughs> tim keller's uh with Catherine. Uh, Alsdorf, Every Good Endeavor. Hmm. Uh, it's classic Keller, um, pretty high level. He incorporates the Lutheran doctrine and also draws from some other Reformed traditions and Kuiper and some of that stuff. And it, really good, good stuff there. Thinking through, you know, the purpose of work before the fall and honest assessment of what's happened after the fall. Um, but uh, yeah, that's a that's a great book. And, um, <clears throat> you know, there's another one too that I would recommend if it's really simple, but it could be a good one if you're looking for something to do with your really small group in the next month. Um, or if you just want to do with somebody after really small group season is over, just meet up with somebody, you know, downtown on your lunch break once every couple of weeks and read a chapter. It's called The Gospel at Work. Uh, How Working for King Jesus Gives Purpose and Meaning to Our Jobs by Sebastian Traeger and Greg Gilbert. Hmm. Really simple, but really, really good stuff, and it, it'll it'll help you drill down deeper into these things. Um, and again, we're going to be having more of these conversations with people and kind of think, th- help them think through and learn from them how they um, bring their biblical faith to their vocation. Um, I would say that one of the dangers with some of the Kuyperian um, versions of you know trying to per- show the dignity and the value of work is that sometimes it can lend to this notion of we're gonna we're building the kingdom through our <laughs> cultural efforts, um, and uh, we're actually we can maybe can lead to sort of this post-millennial we're gonna bring in a new earth through our work. And I think that that's misguided. That's promising too much. Yeah. And um, that, uh, you know, we're not through our our cultural endeavor, our fulfilling of the cultural commission, you know, which was there to subdue the earth and fill it and create cities and culture and all that stuff. Like, that's still there. It's given to Noah after the flood. Um, but we're not going to transform this earth by our our, our work and our you know bringing culture into submission to Christ right. it's gonna it's gonna all melt and be transformed at the the second coming 
But here, I, I don't think I came up with this. I forget where I got it from, but I like to think of your job here as like an internship for the eschaton. <laughs> it's not. It's not a. It's not going to usher in the eschaton, you know. But it is. It is like practice for that. And God, so God, that's a little more than just the Lutheran sort of. He's using you to preserve society. Mm-hmm. Um, it actually has, you know, it's a purpose. Like you're practicing for this eternal kingdom. What else you want to say? Um, <clears throat> I think I think right now, um, you know, with like pandemic life and and, and everything. Um, I don't know. I like personally. I, I I'm feeling like a little bit of like the struggle of like trying to work when like um, there's there's like not a lot of options for work right now in in some some respects. Yeah. Um, and so I I think. Uh, for me, like I, I need to, you know, take away like don't don't be lazy. Work hard and and try your best to like find a good job and 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 do those things. Um, but but also right now there there's a, and, and like you said, we're we're not in charge of bringing in the whole kingdom, and um, I don't know. I I like uh, I've been I've been really kind of like hit pretty hard by like reading through like uh through Matthew and and just like for for some reason like Matthew's just been hitting me in a, in a hard way of like um getting at like the anxiety of this life um and how like yeah we're supposed to work we need to do our best we need to provide for other people uh but we also mm-hmm. need to realize that like you know like God, God's the one who takes care of us and gives what we need on a daily basis, um, and so yeah, yeah. Another another like biblical thing to like hold together, so we're not you, know, you don't you don't save yourself by your work, but that's good. Yeah, you trust Jesus and then do what He gives you to do. Right. Good reminder. Um, so we'll keep talking about this more um, that's part of big part of our vision for the our church in the city our long term vision is not just to raise up pastors and um, you know but to raise up people who just live in the city and tend it and cultivate it and um you know, there's a lot of things that people say. You know, if your church disappeared tomorrow, would the would the community, would the city miss it? And um, and I think yes, but not in the way that that question is often intended. It's not like Emmanuel Baptist Church, as Emmanuel Baptist Church is is doing a lot of programs, has a lot of ministries or social efforts, right? It's not like people would be like, oh, where's Emmanuel Baptist Church in this? Um, where'd they go you know 
but it's our people um, pumped full of the gospel on Sunday morning, getting that down into di- in their discipleship relationships, uh, working through how to how does this apply, and then and then it's them seeping out into the city, and um, and and they're the ones who can be the the city planners and the teachers and the um, crossing guards and the the waiters and that that make the city work right that keep the city going uh, so that they're that it just that's how God's common grace is keep sustaining the city mm-hmm. and then and then also they can be agents of his special grace um, witnessing and and pointing people to the kingdom out there in the city but uh, yeah we want to help people think through that how about this this is unformulated okay I um, <clears throat> but I want to close with help you help me flesh this illustration out it was coming to my mind this morning uh, I didn't really have as much time as I wanted to prepare for this uh, podcast because we got you know a boatload of snow last night right <laughs> so <clears throat> um, and then I came in I had a phone conversation and then it was time to record and so I haven't fully fleshed this out yet but help me this was going through my mind as I spent an hour outside this morning working uh, to um, remove snow right um, so again this is this is fresh but I was thinking to myself this is work mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, there's there's one one way I could look at it and be like man this sucks I hate winter I hate the cold I hate the snow I want to move to Florida I don't have to deal with this right that's the sort of grumbly complaining <laughs> perspective a lot of people have that hate their job that just always find something complain they're never happy they think that a, a career change will make them happy and it really won't because you move to Florida and you know your child gets eaten by an alligator so there's no place to go that's great right so so here's my job I got I, I, I do it I need to do it and there's beauty man it was a beautiful the Sun glistening off of these sparkling uh, crystals it's really kind of pretty right mm-hmm. um, so there was some 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 beauty glimpses of God's glory that's seen in that that if I my eyes are open to it I can see in my work um, it was also good to be to just like sweat and kind of move my, my body and and, and, and uh, do something physical it kind of reminded me that I oh yeah I'm a human being mm-hmm. and this is part of it to be human is to to move and to to do things and Sometimes um, when we want to just, what we want to do, like just sit inside and watch TV, mm-hmm. you know, like going and working, I think is a good way to be embodied uh, and remember that you're a created being who inhabits a created world. You're not God. You don't determine the amount of snow that happens, but mm-hmm. you take what he gives you and then, and then you, and then you go and you, you, you sculpt it, you know, you, you make out of that raw material what keeps uh, society going. So another aspect of this snow work that I was doing this morning is that it was serving my neighbor. You know, my neighbor who's in a, a wheelchair down the street. I wanted to make a path for her mm. to cross through, right? I don't want people to slip and fall. Um, it's a way to love my neighbor. And as I'm loving my neighbor, I also get to have conversations with my neighbor. Mm-hmm. It brings out the neighborhood and we start to actually see each other and we're sitting there shoveling next to each other and talking and building relationship. And hopefully out of those things, I'm adorning the gospel so that when I'm telling them I'm a Christian or I'm a pastor, or 
I, you know, I go to this church or I'm trying to share the gospel with them later. They're like, oh, yeah, he's the guy that was out there working hard, mm. shoveling the sidewalk, not the, the lazy bum who, you know, let people slip and fall on his on his sidewalk and mm-hmm. um i can uh i can witness as i'm working right it gives me mm-hmm. opportunity to rub shoulders with non-christians and neighbors it's also reminds me that i'm part of society that um like i have my sort of place to shovel and i can even maybe do this good deed by shoveling a little further down the street and doing somebody else's there was this guy with a snowblower going through the alley nice. like bless his heart man yeah. i Praise i God. saluted him and uh but we're all working together to to be able to make society function and it takes each person kind of doing their part in in, the, in their area and by doing that what happens i helped the guy next to me get his car out so he could get to work because i shoveled out my part of the alley mm-hmm. right and that's just i think a, a picture or an illustration of my job is it plays into this bigger um bigger picture that uh, allows the city to to move and function and and people to get about by me doing my work right uh so that's 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 uh, just some starting ramblings on this idea of a, a metaphor of snow removal for just work <laughs> but yeah. it reminds me I, I i don't grumble and complain i see the beauty it reminds me that i'm human i'm embodied Reminds me I'm part of a society. I'm not just me. It helps me to give an avenue to love my neighbor and also opportunity to witness. What else would you add to that? Or is that um, helpful? Or what do you think? I think that's I think that's super helpful. Um, I think it's a very like yeah like small tangible way to like get get your mind around how to how to think about. Your your job, um, I, I don't know. I think sometimes like different people, like depending on the job, like might not. It, the, the, you know, I think everybody should like sit down and like think about it and like think do that same kind of exercise. Like whether you're a lawyer hmm. or or uh, or in in a doctor or like working at a restaurant or driving a bus or or, or whatever you're doing. It's like like what what you know how do I how do I glorify God with, with what I'm doing? Like, what, hmm. what about yeah. this? This is, uh, you know, me witnessing, me uh, showing Christ-likeness, me serving other people. Um, yeah. Yeah, I hmm. think those are the right questions to ask and think about work and help us cool. have the right attitude. Well, maybe you, you can uh, take it and run with it farther. Um, but hopefully that's a helpful start. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and don't just grumble and be like, I, I can't wait to get out of Chicago. Like, no, God's put you here. And just like he's put you wherever you're at, you know. And the goal, I don't think you really want to go live all your days at an all-inclusive resort <laughs> where you didn't have to shovel snow. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's just not, I don't think that's what we want. And I don't think you'd be happy there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, all right, man. I think we got the conversation rolling. Thanks for for your time and your work in, in this. And I pray that our work is helping people think about their work well. Hmm. And that all together this body functions and we're growing as disciples in this world God's put us in and hmm. in this city. So until next time, um, au revoir.
see you. Adios. Ya. Have a Hasta good, la vista. Good, uh, good Tuesday. <laughs> All right. See you guys. Bye.